Welcome to Bible Size Chat. Gus, hi. Hi. Why the face? This is no. This is this is take three now on uh, the same video. Gus, my stars. I'm just kidding. It's okay. Uh, Gus, uh, you're gonna need to. You're gonna need to <laughs> focus. Uh, we're talking the, today about uh, a topic that we've been covering in. Care we're gonna group. continue the video. <laughs> we're gonna continue the video. I'm not stopping it this time. I refuse. That's great. Um, no one watches these things anymore. Anyway. Well, come on. I mean, it's probably true. Uh, we have like two viewers. It's okay. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about a topic that came up in Care Group. Uh, not came up in Care Group, but what we've been covering in Care Group. What I'd like you to do is give us a rundown on the book of Micah. Yikes. That's long. Yeah, seven chapters. But you can do it. Just give us seven a Seven chapters in seven minutes. Five-minute overview of the book of Micah. Come on, you can do this. I have confidence in you. Okay, so I have studied Micah. Look at my notes Oh, yeah, right lots there. of notes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right there. Yeah, there you go. No, it's right. It's backwards. Uh, it is backwards. I saw that. Um... So the book of Micah is amazing, uh, truly. Like I, yeah. it's funny. I've read it. I taught it in seminary, uh, kind of in the survey, but I never, you know, spent yeah. a few weeks. You yeah, know, yeah. And laboring over it. When I finished the commentary for the, uh, I went on maternity leave. I felt <laughs> like it was. It's a lot of work. A lot of a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, but it was great. Um, uh, if you start looking at the book of Micah, immediately yeah. you get to see in verse 1 of chapter 1 that yeah. he introduces himself. And then immediately what he's going to do is he's going he's gonna to talk about judgment. Yeah. And he does this because the, uh, the book of Micah has like three movements. Mm -hmm. uh, and every, every one of those movements starts with the word here. Like chapter 1, verse 2, hear, O people. Uh, chapter 3. Uh, verse 1, here now, yep. uh, and then chapter 6, uh, verse 1, yep. that says, here now, again. Mm. So every time he starts with that, he is going to talk about judgment. But then after every time he talks about judgment, he ends in a happy note. Mm. Um, the judgment is terrible that he's yep. going to talk about. Uh, but then every time he ends with hope, he ends yeah. with grace, he mm. ends with, with God being a great God. Mm. Uh, and it's incredible because even in chapter 1, he is calling everyone uh, to come and to witness what God is going to do. God mm. is going to judge Israel, uh, and not just the northern kingdom, but also the southern kingdom. Uh, God is going to judge them. Uh, and then he gives them the reason for judgment. Why? Why would he do this? Because Israel has rebelled. Yeah. Uh, in verses uh, chapter 1, verse 1, uh, verse 5 uh, and 6, so what is what is he going to do? Uh, he is going to turn uh, Samaria into a heap of ruins. And even yeah. you and I were just talking about it, uh, which is really interesting because when Micah starts prophesying, uh, he starts prophesying a couple of years before uh, the northern kingdom is basically leveled yeah. and taken into captivity. By the Assyrians. By the Assyrians. Yeah. And God is going to use it, and he, he actually uses some vivid language, that, but he is going to uh, turn uh, the northern kingdom into a field where you can plant things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just imagine the devastation. Yeah. I mean, not just rocks, nothing. Not yeah, even nothing, rocks are going to yeah. be left there. Uh, so what does he do? Uh, in verse 7, he starts lamenting. He says, I, I, he's going to, and these are not, you know, quiet tears. Yeah, yeah. These are, these are really, he starts um, lamenting. Why? Because this is irreversible. Mm. What's going to happen is God is going to exact his justice. Uh, and he's going to exact justice. And then you see all these different uh, cities. Uh, why? Because God is a just God. Uh, chapter 2 starts with doom again. Yeah. 
you know, uh, why? Because their leaders are um, are very powerful and are taking advantage of the people. Yeah. These people are are not only just uh, bad and corrupt, but they're actually taking advantage of the poor, the the immigrant. Mm. They're taking advantage of the widow, yeah. uh, the orphan. Uh, and then he uses an illustration of uh, of like uh, of of someone stealing a vineyard, yeah. which for a, a Jewish person immediately would elicit thinking about Naboth uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, vineyard sure. uh, and Ahab, First King, yeah, yeah First King twenty one. How mm. Ahab wanted that that vineyard, and he just takes it. Yeah, uh, he doesn't care. Yeah, and and that's what they were doing. Uh, and then you know again the, he he goes and he talks about how God is going to judge these people, but not just the powerful leaders. Yeah, he's going to judge uh, the false prophets. Why? Because they prophesy to make money. Yeah. Uh, if you give them money, they will prophesy good things to you. Mm. Uh, kind of like a fortune teller, right? Yeah, yeah. If you give enough money, they'll say you are going to be rich and famous. Yeah, yeah, totally. uh, And maybe a king. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's basically what they're, they're doing. And what they're doing is they're taking advantage of the uh, defenseless. And this is why God mm. tells them he's going to send them into exile. Yeah. And this is the northern kingdom. The northern kingdom, yeah. 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 Which is incredible to think about this because... The prophets, those who were Israel's lawyers who yeah. should have been calling them back to covenant faithfulness. Yeah. Actually, uh, Micah says in chapter 2, they, they were just giving feel-good messages. Yeah, yeah. They were just saying, it's, they were the prosperity preachers of the, yeah, of the day. Totally. And all of this is rooted in money. Of course. Like the rulers, the prophets, the priests, they're just all about money. They're about materialism, greed, What wealth. you What you talked about a couple of weeks ago at church, right? The, the gold... Yeah. Uh, the glory and the girls. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that's totally. what they're talking about here. Mm. But then in verse 12 of chapter 2, you see that there's a ray of hope, yeah. right? Grace and hope are being shown because God is going to assemble uh, Israel and assemble Jacob. Mm. Uh, and, and he says he's going to bring them together. Uh, he presents himself as a shepherd of, mm. of Israel, which is really interesting because uh, Israel didn't have shepherds. Yeah. Uh, these shepherds are taking advantage of the sheep. Mm. They're bleeding them dry, basically. Yeah. And this is actually the true shepherd who's going to bring them together. And he's actually going to... And, and he's talking about a future event that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. But eventually he's going to bring them back. And they're going to enjoy this. Yeah. This time. However, in chapter 3, yeah. again, you have another <clears throat> problem here. Right? There's a second uh, judgment. And this judgment is on again on leaders. It, yeah. He he seems to talk about this these leaders, and he describes them as as cannibals. Basically, mm, yeah, yeah. he says that these people are tearing off their the skin and uh, the flesh from their bones. I mean, this is a yeah. vivid language. Mm. To see these people are basically bleeding you dry. Mm. Uh, they're they're exploiting the poor, uh, and the prophets are they're not better. Why? Because they're leading the people astray. Uh, they're 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 getting paid yeah. uh, to give good reports. The materialism it's it's incredible. Mm. And, and instead of uh, bringing light, they bring darkness mm. to them. Uh, and then in verse eight in chapter three, he says, "But me, on the other hand, uh, that's a strong adversity there in, yeah. the, in the Hebrew." He says. I'm not like those guys. Yeah. I'm filled with power. I'm filled with justice. These people are full of injustice. And I'm full of courage. I'm actually going to say what these false uh, prophets are not going to say. Mm. And what is he going to say? 
there's a judgment upon Zion and upon Jerusalem. Now we're talking about the southern kingdom. Yeah. Now the northern kingdom is gone. Yeah. Now the southern kingdom is going to be suffering. Why? Because the rulers, uh, their prophets, uh, their priests, instead Same of problems. yeah, instead of teaching what they're supposed to be teaching, they're bleeding their people dry. Yeah. They're perverting the justice for money, yeah. uh, and even uh, I, one of the parts that is really sad. Uh, they, you know, in verse eleven of chapter three, it says her leaders pronounce judgment for a bribe, her priests instruct for a prize, her prophets divine for money, yet they lean on the Lord, saying, "Is it not the Lord in our midst? Calamity will not come upon us." Mm. Uh, those are false claims. They're saying, "Hey." Do you remember the Exodus? We, we were we're mm. fine. We're golden. Let's, yeah. let's keep this going. Come mm. on. Uh, but what's going to happen? Verse twelve says that destruction is going to come, mm. and they're going to be. They're going to. There's a huge contrast there. Uh, there's not going to be. Uh, uh, um, it says here that the Zion will be a plowed as a field. Again, yeah. that idea Same. of the mountain of the Lord. Now it's like a field. Yeah. There's not going to be anything left over there. Um, but in chapter 4 you see hope again mm. you see that the last days we're not living in those days yes but in the future Israel is going to come back yeah. and the mountain of the Lord is not going to be now the mountain of the Lord it's going to be the highest peak yeah. on, on earth mm. why? because God is going to meet with his people there that's mm. going to be that's going to be uh, God's temple mm. where he's going to be worshipped and all these nations are going to have a pilgrimage they're going to come to to hear the word of God they're mm. going to come to learn which is really interesting and God is going to be ruling I mean which is so exciting to yeah. hear about that there's going to be peace you know this is here that they, their hammers are going to and their sword they're going to turn uh, their swords into plowshares and they're, they're going to uh, turn their spears into pruning hooks <clears throat> And no one's going to hear about war. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, like, uh, something which is really interesting. He says that people are going to sit under uh, fig trees and they're going to talk yeah. and they're going to just spend time without ever hearing about war. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be such a period of peace. Mm. God's only going to bring that peace. Um, and, and God is going to assemble uh, the, the weak, the, the lame, the outcast. Uh, here, God's people are portrayed as the weak. And God is going to restore that kingdom. Mm. Uh, Zion is going to flourish again. Mm. And God's going to do an, an amazing work. Even though they're going to be exiled. Yeah. God's going to rescue them. Even though they're going to be sieged. Yeah. God is going to rescue them. Mm. Uh, why? Because it says in verse 12, God's sovereign plan is going to, it's going to, it's going to work out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is something incredibly. Because, the, uh, because you're going to see later on how... A hopeless uh, Zion is going to become uh, a, an invincible lion. Mm. You know, that hopeless Zion who is basically a plowed field is going to be that lion who's going to just be on the prowl. Mm. And in verse uh, 13 says it's going to destroy everything. It's going to yeah. pulverize everything around them. Mm. Uh, and then in uh, chapter 5, you see who's going to do that, right? Yeah. There's going to be a king. Mm. Um, and he says there's going to be a king uh, from Bethlehem, mm. uh, just a, a, a tiny town, a podunk town, we can yeah. say. There's going to be this ruler who's going to come from an insignificant uh, town. Uh, and this person is going to be uh, from the days of eternity, from, mm. from long ago. And that that phrase there, it's not doesn't mean it's not talking about the pre-existence of Christ. Yeah. I think that 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 phrase there 
uh, is talking about the fact that he's tying Christ or that ruler who we know it's going to be Christ. Mm. Uh, he's tying him to to David. Mm. He is the son of David. Mm. You know, Second uh, uh, Samuel seven. Uh, he's going to be the one, the one that you know that God made that covenant with with David. That ruler is going to appear, and he is going to shepherd his people. He's mm. going to deliver his people. Uh, the Messiah is going to triumph. Uh, and, and then I love how over and over again he uses that R and us, kind of including himself on these believing Jews mm. that are going to actually welcome like the Messiah. That oh, yeah. yeah they're yeah. going to experience that reality. Uh, again, um, they're going to be, they're going to receive grace. Uh, Israel is going to be dominant yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, uh, and all her foes are going to be destroyed. Yeah. Uh, and then ev eventually at the end of chapter 5, you see how even God is going to purify his kingdom. He's mm. going to rid the kingdom of all the all the terrible things that have happened. Uh, he's going to, uh, of all, um, for example, one of the things he talks about is he talks about fortune tellers, sorceries. He talks about idolatry. Mm. God is going to purify him because he's going to want them just for himself. Yeah. Which is a great ending to a chapter, yeah, chapter yeah. five. When you start with a king, the king that has been, uh, Israel has been waiting for a long time, who's going to come, is going to set up peace. Israel's going to be dominant, like it never been before. Everybody's going to come and pilgrim, and it's going to there's going to be a pilgrimage just to hear the word of God, yeah. and eventually God is going to purify the land like mm. it's never been pure. Yeah, because it's never been pure mm. before. That's awesome. It's really cool because you have you do have that flow where it's like Israel, Northern Kingdom, bad shepherds, but though a good shepherd will come. In Southern Kingdom, bad rulers, but a good ruler will come. Yeah. And then who's this good ruler? Well, yeah. chapter five, yeah. it's the one who's born in Bethlehem, the one who is the son of David, who yeah. will come and be a good shepherd, who will be a good ruler, and then who will purify his yeah. people. Which is super interesting because you, even before we were talking, and we we're not doing the <laughs> the podcast at the time, but yeah. it's really interesting to see how. Micah is able to to arrange all of these things in, mm. in such a way that you can see these as you're reading it. Yeah, yeah. You're seeing how the only one faithful is that ruler. Yeah. No totally. one in Israel is faithful yeah. at the time, uh, even mm. then or now, yeah. uh, or ever, ever. without yeah. that ruler. Uh, chapter 6, yeah, yeah. Uh, it starts another lawsuit, right? Mm. Here now, there's a covenant lawsuit. Uh, they're saying, hey, there's a court case here. Uh, the leaders, again, the same idea. The leaders are corrupt. Mm. You know, uh, uh, the, these people are, are are terrible. Look what they're doing. Mm. And, and what they're saying, what he's saying, and I love this in chapter 6, he's reminding them of Israel, Israel's history. Mm. He talks about how God has ransomed them. He talks about how uh, he helped them to cross the Jordan all those years ago. Mm. Uh, and even uh, he reminds them of what God has required of them. Yeah. He doesn't require miracles. Yeah. He requires them to be just. Uh, he requires them uh, to, in, in a passage that we know really well, to, yeah. to actually do justice, to, to, to love kindness, and to walk humbly uh, uh, with your God, um, uh, which is incredible because God will judge sin. Mm. Uh, God is going to judge the injustice of Israel. God is going to punish uh, Israel, uh, even because Israel is trying to follow the old king's those kings that were the worst kings at, at the end of chapter 6, you see that. The worst kings mm. of the north, those are the ones that Israel loves yeah. because those kings were the ones that brought 
uh, a certain type of security, mm. uh, but they were wicked. They yeah. were idolaters. Totally. Um, uh, and it's really interesting. At the end of uh, beginning of chapter seven, you see a lament. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's lamenting the fact that he feels alone, uh, that no one is godly, uh, that basically everyone around him seems to be skillful at doing sin. And evil. Uh, and he even says that. Uh, concerning evil, both hands do it well. The amb- the ambidextrous uh, are yeah. <laughs> uh, doing evil. The prince asks, also the just ask for bribes. I mean, mm. you, you think that, uh, things couldn't get worse, mm. but God is going to judge them at the end of uh, verse uh, 4. Mm. Uh, God is going to judge them, uh, and even family relations are going to be bad mm. uh, because God is going to judge them. Mm. At the end, he ends with confidence in yeah. verses 7 to the end, right? Yeah. Uh, there's the, the last part of grace and hope, right? Uh, uh, he sees himself as a representative of the people, a representative of the nation. So he starts talking in first person, mm. but as part of the nation. And he talks about how God is going to vindicate him, uh, that God is going to rebuild that kingdom again, that God is going to judge the sinful deeds of the people around him, that God is going to um, to uh, rule over them. Mm. Uh, uh, even... Uh, there's a there's amazing like rhetor- he ends with these rhetorical questions saying who is God yeah you know this is who God is who is mm-hmm. like God think about this uh, and it's really interesting because he ends with the faithfulness of God yeah and and it what it is even more amazing is that the name Micah yeah. means who is like God who is like God yeah. and he ends mm-hmm. asking that question he begins you know judging them because God is not like them calling yeah. God to judge. And now he ends with the faithfulness of God. Mm. And he's appealing back. He's going back to that that uh, covenant that God made with Abraham all those years ago. Yeah. He's saying, all of this is going to happen because of that covenant back then. Mm. So God is not going to leave you, Israel. Yeah. God is going to bring you back. There's going to be a, a great time, a golden you know, age for mm. Israel. And all of that is not because you guys are going to be better. Yeah. It's not because you guys are going to you know, pull, your, your, you know, pull yourself together. Yeah. But because God is faithful to what He said to Abraham mm. in Genesis 12, 1 to 3, right? Yeah. I will bless those who, who bless you. And, and those who do not bless you, yeah. I will curse. I will curse, yeah. Wow, that's incredible. So the... So, the it's really interesting actually when you come to the end there because you have that idea that like you have the faithlessness of the rulers in Israel faithfulness and faithlessness of the of the rulers in the southern kingdom and then faithlessness even among the people but ultimately in every point God is still faithful uh, as a shepherd God is faithful as a king and then ultimately God will be faithful to them because of their the Abrahamic covenant yeah, and the blessings yeah. that He promised yeah. them so God's faithfulness is really like the main sort of like. Who else is like this? No one's like this. Israel's not like this. Northern Kingdom's not like this. Southern Kingdom's not like this. The people aren't like this. Even Micah himself isn't really like this. It's only God who's faithful in that way. Which is really interesting because um, as I was reading this and preparing this, um, that's the punchline. Yeah. He doesn't mention that before. Yeah. But in the end, it's basically God is faithful Mm. to that promise he made so many years ago to Abraham. And he's going to make it happen. All yeah. these things are going to happen because 
God is faithful. God's faithful. Hmm. That's awesome. Well, super encouraging, man. Thank yeah, you. Thanks great. for walking us through that. I hope that's helpful for you. Uh, if you have any questions about the book of Micah or really any biblical text, we'd love to answer them for you. Uh, you can just email us at info at faithbibleoc.org. Thanks, Gus. Yeah. Appreciate it.